You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon, and we help manage our clients' Pinterest presence so they can focus back on their business. But I also have this podcast where I teach simple, actionable tips so you can DIY your Pinterest marketing. All right, today we're going to be talking about what to pin in June. And I love June for a variety of reasons. One is that the school year is, you know, closing down, we're getting ready for lazy days. Here in the Pacific Northwest, it's actually when everything is green, which is really nice because July and August is really when we get our summer. And so everything kind of turns brown. In fact, a friend commented one time, she lives up in Bellingham, which is up north in Washington. That's actually where I went to college. And the difference between up north there in Portland is pretty drastic. We actually get much hotter weather down here. So she came down here and commented in August that all the lawns were brown. Like nobody actually watered their lawn. And that is true. Nobody waters their lawn. So I love June because it's still green and lush and beautiful. The other thing to note about June as we transition to maybe the marketer mindset is that it is a time when traffic does slow down. People are outside more. There's graduation. There's Father's Day. There's all these activities. So something that might have kept them online in the winter may not keep them online right now. So just know that traffic is lower during these months. And how do I know that? Well, I know that because over the years, we have helped track and analyze tons of data from a lot of different clients. In fact, I've worked with over 500 Pinterest accounts, and we've tracked data for from over 200. So I'm not just kind of pulling this out of the air and saying, well, this is what happens in June and you should just expect this because this is my one experience and my one experience dictates to all of you exactly what happens. Nope, it's actually what we've seen happen over the years with all of our clients. So just know that if your traffic is down with June, don't panic, but get an action plan and figure out what you should pin in June. Okay, so what I have to help you plan out June is the Simple Pin Planner that I created in conjunction with Tailwind. They are one of my favorite Pinterest marketing partners, and I've been using them for about three years. So this year, we decided to join forces and create this 21-page planner for how you could market on Pinterest in 2018. And if you haven't chosen a scheduling service for your pins or even for Instagram, Tailwind is such a great tool to use. And I often reference them as it pertains to figuring out your boards that are doing really well, your pins that are doing really well. The pin inspector inside Tailwind is one of my favorites. So I was really happy to create this planner with them. And we joined forces to really create something that's amazing for you. So make sure you download the planner. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 101 to get the planner link and show notes for this episode. Okay, number two, I want you to get out your pencils. And if you're driving, that's probably not possible if you're at the gym. So take some mental notes here and maybe pick a, take away two 
action items of things that we're going to talk about today in ways that you can definitely utilize some of these new action tips to kind of change up your strategy a little bit. So mentally take notes or physically take notes. Okay, third, if you've already downloaded the planner on page three, there's a stats sheet. I would love for you to use this document all year round. In fact, we have columns or lines, rather, from January to December in columns where you can track page views, followers, and saves or repins as they're formerly known. It's on page three, again, of the planner. So what this helps you do is not freak out. So when we do get to these low times of year and in my Facebook group, which if you're a part of that, you'll know that it's very chatty. We have lots of conversations. If you're not part of it, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook and request to join. Just give us a couple days to approve people. We do get a lot of requests. So we want to make sure that the people who come into our group are really marketers who are looking for information and not just spammers. We want to keep the group free of drama. We want to keep it free of selling. We don't add links in there besides links to content that I've created that can be most helpful for you in your Pinterest marketing. So in that group, what I find is between this time, April, May, June, um, March even, is we get these threads of my traffic is down. What do I do? And if you have not been tracking your traffic, it's really hard for you to note your traffic patterns. In fact, in a previous episode we did about seasonality on Pinterest, and this will be linked in the show notes, we talked a lot about the ups and downs of Pinterest. And the reason we did that was we wanted to give you the tools to do your own deep dive thinking instead of applying kind of these overarching rules of traffic to what's happening on your account. Because what's happening on your account will be very different from other people. But just note that this time of year is lower. There are some of our clients, in fact, I just did a huge deep dive for what was happening in May compared to last year. And what was interesting is most of them were down for that month, but almost all of them were up. So wait for the next episode, which is going to be episode 102. I'm going to really dig deep into how you can utilize some of the changes we've seen on Pinterest and put them into action as it works best for your account. So make sure you listen for that. It will be episode 102. And that's going to give you some more tools to really wrap your brain around what to do when times are low. Okay, now let's dive into the planner and what to pin in June. So the planner is broken out into five different areas for each month. It's what to pin, what to promote, content planning ideas, tip of the month, and monthly action tip. So let's start with what to pin. This is what to pin organically right now, based on not only the searches that are happening this month, but the searches that will happen within the next 45 days. And Pinterest has told us you want to be pinning things in advance. So really be thinking about what's coming up. So in the beginning of June, we're going to be thinking about July and even a little bit of August. So in June, you want to be pinning 4th of July. That can be anything to do with picnics, crafts, activities for kids. It can be anything to do with the 4th of July. Now, if you're Canadian, you can also pin for Canada Day, which is on the 1st of July. So go ahead and incorporate those two, especially if you have audiences that cross both um, borders, right? Here, U.S. and Canada. We have a lot of people that have cross 
pollinating audiences. So maybe try creating something for both and see what happens. Weekend getaways are a big one or staycations. A lot of families might not be able to afford to travel or even couples might not be able to travel. So they're really thinking about how can I do a staycation in my city? If you're an expert on your city and you can give five great places for them to go, maybe in different categories like where to do um, a picnic, where to go to a museum or what you should pay for, what you should do for free. Those are really powerful things. And if you even want to niche down even more, you can do things like what um, activities for dads or activities for moms or grandma and grandpa, whatever it is, get really creative about who your your, your audience is and maybe what can appeal to them. Baby showers. So I did hear a long time ago that most babies are born in August. I don't even know if that's true. I would need to Google it. But that would make sense right now since most um, people are talking about baby showers. This time of year, that can be a pretty big activity. So it can be games. It can be hors d'oeuvres, desserts, cakes. A lot of those gender reveal things are out too, which I have to say, I'm kind of glad they weren't around when I was having kids because I don't know if I would want to do like paint on me or anything like that. And truth be told, we actually never really found out with our first two what we were having. So the gender reveal came on the day of birth. Um, With my son, we did find out just because we knew it was our last kid and I wanted to get rid of all the girl stuff if we were having a boy. We ended up having a boy. Okay, rabbit trail there. Gardening. This is a big one. Really pay attention to the zone that you're in. So gardening is broken down by zones, depending on what area of the country you're in or what type of climate. Write for that type of climate if you know you have a hyper-local audience. Think about the beginner, the intermediate, or the advanced gardener. Think about creative recipes you can create with things from your yard. Maybe engaging the community. So a tip that I have for you that I utilize a lot is when I take my kids to doctor's offices, dentists, they have a lot of magazines. So here's what I do is I actually flip through that month's episode to get ideas. Now, mind you, I am not blogging at all besides on Pinterest, right? But what I'm doing is I'm gathering ideas and I'm paying attention to the patterns that are happening. And I will also say that this is something that comes very naturally to me. I'm a natural pattern watcher and I pay attention to waves and how things are working. And so when I look at these magazines, I'm really paying attention to what's happening for my community so that if somebody did come to me in a consult or strategy call to say, what type of content should I create? I kind of have more idea ideas based on what it is I've kind of gathered in my brain. So don't be afraid to look at print magazines, looking at other online publications, just getting ideas about what they're doing in gardening would be really helpful. Grilling. Grilling's a big one this time of year. We do a lot of grilling as well because nobody wants to turn on the oven. So we're going to do a lot of outdoor grilling. So that could be um, anything like paleo, Whole30, keto, healthy eating, how to save money by grilling. There's so many ideas that you could really tackle as it relates to grilling. Vacation. I touched on that a little bit with the staycation piece, but if they're taking a a bigger vacation, maybe giving them some tips, how to avoid crowds in certain places, how to get the best place on or the best price on tickets. I was actually listening to a podcast. I really love The Simple Show. 
um, by Tish Oxenreiter. It's been one of my favorites. I've actually followed her blog since 2007, I believe. And I've always enjoyed reading it. I felt like she was kind of at the same stage I was with kids. In fact, she's still at the same stage I am with kids. Our kids are very similar in age. And I love that they did this whole series about travel. And it was very broken down into these parts that were easy for people to um, digest and process and put into action in their own life. So think about those ideas. What are the biggest questions that your audience is asking of you? And if it relates to travel, what is their biggest pain point? Answer those questions. Swim fashion. Okay, true confession here. So I went to Mexico in March with seven other women entrepreneurs. And we got away because we really wanted to talk about business, faith, and life. Those three topics were incredibly important to us. And we needed kind of this place to recharge. It was a good reset for me and to and good for me to talk with other women who are successfully growing their business. Some of them are the primary breadwinners. And some of them are struggling between how to balance motherhood, being the primary breadwinner, being a wife, and being a woman of faith. And these things were really integral and important to who we are as our person. So spending this time away was great. Well, leading up to that, I was frantically searching for swimsuits, like frantically searching. I bought nine different swimsuits at Nordstrom. I took them all back. And I have now, what's interesting, I looked on Pinterest too. So all the ads that I get are about swimsuits. Specifically, I was looking for one-piece swimsuits. So if you're going to be pinning something, if you're a fashion blogger and you're going to talk about swimsuits, there are a lot of varieties of things that you can do. If you're going to target the mom in the modest swimsuit, budget-friendly swimsuits that don't fall apart, how to strategically buy swimsuits and try them on in your home and be able to return them. What I have found too is that this time of year, most companies kind of come out with a, a second line of swimsuits. We have the ones for the people who are traveling to warm climates in the winter. And then we have a new batch here. So this swim fashion is still really important. Some people don't think about it till last minute. I would say as far as the retail world, this is pretty much the end of summer fashion because when we go into July, we're going to be talking about school supplies, back to school. We have the Nordstrom half yearly sale, which is a big one here in the US for a lot of people because that kind of signifies the start of the school year. So just know that if you're going to do anything with summer, this is kind of the tail end of it. So what to promote? This is doing a promoted pin. And there's a lot of myths about promoted pins. And if you want to go back and listen to those myths, you can go to episode 98. And Elisa Meredith and I kind of uncover this viable pin, promoted pin myths that people have. And one of them being that if I start paying for a promoted pin, Pinterest is just going to not show anything organically, which is not true. Promoted pins are a great way to drive traffic to your site and to pay for only clicks. I really like traffic campaigns. I really like diving deep into promoting something that maybe is already doing well, but also testing out things that are new and maybe they are not quite yet picked up in the um, the main organic traffic feed. And what I mean by that is maybe they just don't have a lot of steam behind them yet. So I really love the opportunity that a promoted pin can give a pin to get a, a boost, if you will. So 
definitely test out promoted pins. It is one of my favorite ways of advertising. But when you're doing a promoted pin, you definitely want to target what's happening in that month. So Father's Day is a big one. That's mid-June. Travel is great too. Outdoors, weddings, and summer trends. Like I said, this is kind of the tail end of the summer trend time. So if you're going to be doing anything with summer fashion or... um. Yeah, pretty much summer fashion. This is really the end of the road for that. So promote your pin more than two to three weeks. Um, you'll start to see if it's working about three to four weeks in. It doesn't have to be expensive, but don't start it. And then three days later, freak out that it's not working. Give it time. That is generally how we want to think of Pinterest. We want to give it time. We don't want to try to rush things along. All right, the third category here is content planning ideas. As you've heard so far, content ideas is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. And that's just because I love getting creative with it. And I love giving people ideas. So if you're going to start planning for August and September here, I want you to be thinking about fall. I want you to think about back to school. I know here in the Northwest, we actually don't go back to school until after Labor Day. That's partly because our summer is so kooky, but a lot of other areas of the country, they start back in August. So really have your back to school stuff ready to go by the beginning of August. So you can give people tips about making lunches, productivity, organization. If you have anything to do with productivity or organization, August is a time where people crave that. I know I hear it over and over again from people who say, Man, I really just want to get organized. I want to get, I'm, I'm kind of done with the lazy days of summer. I'm ready to bring it all back around and get a plan. So you want to be thinking about how you can do that for those people in August and get your content calendar prepared and mapped out. If you are somebody that loves to create content even out further, a great tip for you would be to go into your Pinterest analytics and look at what people have been pinning the most. So you can dig around in the people you reach as well, and you can see what pins they're pinning to what boards. That's another really powerful tool. Gather ideas. You know, a lot of people are worried about copying or they're worried about looking like what somebody else has done. And I would never endorse copying at all. But take an idea, maybe you can improve upon it. Maybe it jogs another idea for you. Use these tools and looking at what other people have created to jog your creativity and create new content that fits your audience. All right, the fourth section that we have here is tip of the month. And tip of the month is it's a way that we want you to take action on just something simple. So here's our tip. So lifestyle images are often more effective and attention grabbing than product shots. But product shots are useful for discovery in visual search. So share both. Okay, here's an example of that. Let's say I'm going to talk to two different types of people. Let's say you're an e-commerce person and you are selling a planner. What would be great is for you to have one picture of just the planner. It can be on a very simple, plain background with the planner. 
So this allows the user to use visual search to hover over that planner so that they can match up maybe more ideas that match their search for a planner. They're doing a visual search for a planner instead of physically typing the words into the search bar. Number two is you want to put that planner in action on a desk in an office setting so you can show people how it could be used, maybe open it up, show it completed and filled out like it's being used in life, hence lifestyle shot. So be thinking about how you can do that even with your affiliate marketing. So let's say you're a content creator and you have a blog post about the 10 top tools to use for grilling. Well, you can do a post where you just line up all those tools on a solid colored background. So that's where they can see those tools. The other option is to show those tools in action out by your grill. That's the lifestyle shot. So when you're creating your content, be very clear, especially if you're trying to promote a product, about putting that product in a standalone photo where somebody could hover over it and they could do a visual search or in the lifestyle setting. These are great ways to capture both types of searches. All right, last, the monthly action tip. Okay, you wanna ask yourself, is your current brand image and message reflected in your Pinterest profile? So we just got this new Pinterest profile about six weeks ago, and I love it. I think it is so visual. It's so perfect for Pinterest. And I love that cover photo at the top. So if we're going to start at revamping your brand and your mission on your profile, start with that very top photo. You can pull from a particular board. For me, I pulled from Pinterest tips. It's not all my own content, but it's definitely the content of people that I support. And I'm more than happy to have that at the top, just as a really cool, fun visual. It's not all branded simple pin. I may mess with it for a little bit and just put my own stuff. That's certainly okay. It was just I started with the Pinterest tips board there. The second is you want to look at your name. So I have Simple Pin Media, Pinterest Marketing, and Management. So that displays right away what it is I'm about. And then I look at my description and I make sure, is it up to date? Have I put anything like, you know, one time I put 2017 Pinterest Planner and somebody emailed me and said, well, it's 2018. You might want to change the date. Ack. You're right. I do. I do want to change the date. So I went in there, changed the date and the link because last year I did not create the planner with Tailwind. This year I did. So I needed to change that bitly. And number three, you want to look at the profile picture. I have just recently updated my profile pics from some older ones. So I want to make sure that my profile picture is consistent across all platforms so that people can recognize that it's me. So if you have not updated your profile picture in a while, go ahead and do that as well. Then you definitely want to examine your boards. You don't have to move them to secret. In fact, this is something that Pinterest has said recently. We kind of thought that maybe they made a negative impact on our profile, but they confirmed that, in fact, it doesn't. So you can go ahead and leave them there. But the critical thing that you want to be thinking about is how to really serve your people, how to really serve them in the way that they look at your boards and they know what it is you're about, or you're targeting them in a really effective way by playing to their 
what they're searching for. So for me, I do have some food pins, some DIY pins, but I do really want people to engage with my Pinterest content. So I need to be more intentional about pinning to those boards, Pinterest marketing tips, SEO, blogging tips, because that's what I am known for. And so I really want to make a concerted effort to make those boards shine because they're relevant to what I am about. So if you have not yet updated your profile, dusted it off, that is your action item that you can do this month. Take about 20 minutes, go in with fresh eyes, or you can even ask somebody and say, hey, what do you think I should change about my profile? Is there any way I can update it to make it look more like my message, more like my brand? And they may have some great tips that you never thought of. Okay, so this wraps up our episode of what to pin in June. If you want the planner, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 101. And that is where you'll find all the show notes, links to anything I've talked about today and the planner. We would also love it if you would leave a review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're called these days, or whatever player you use. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We would love to hear your feedback of episodes you want to hear more of. We're right now planning out our content calendar for the rest of the year. And we've got some great ideas, but we want to make sure that our ideas are serving you. So you can either leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or you can even go to the blog post, simplepinmedia.com slash 101 and comment on the post and tell me, hey, Kate, I'm dying to hear more about this. Will you make sure and cover this topic? And if that's a topic that you love that somebody's already put there in the comments, reply and say, yes, me too. I want to hear this as well. Because above anything else, I want this podcast to serve you and serve your Pinterest marketing needs and help you grow your business. And so if I'm not hitting the target, then I'm not serving you well. So make sure you hop over now, simplepinmedia.com slash 101 to comment. Let me know what you love. Let me know what you're looking for. And I just really appreciate that you're listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. And I look forward to serving you more with your Pinterest marketing tips. Mm -hmm.